As entrepreneurs, we should always keep the end game in front of our minds. And as real estate agents, it's even more important because real estate work is taxing. You don't want to be doing this stuff in your 60s, 70s, 80s, and until you die, right? So the best thing we can do is start planning for retirement the moment we get into the business. And in today's episode, this is episode 12 of the How to Real Estate podcast, and we're going to go over retirement. The things that you should be doing, considering and implementing in your life and in your business so that you can retire at whatever age you want to comfortably and not having to hustle. We are your hosts with Kyle Lindsay and myself, Jeremy Smith. Kyle, what do you got here on uh, retirement, man? Well, other than my plans to retire early to a nice sandy beach, yes, uh, kick back, you know, and never answer another phone call from an angry agent again, <laughs> <laughs> or a or a needy client. Yes, yes. And we love you, needy clients. I just yes. want to let you know if you're listening to this podcast, some of our clients do. We love you guys. Yeah, yeah, we love you guys. We love you, you guys. Aren't all. the needy ones? Yeah, no. It's it's mainly these other these other broke agents. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. You know. I talked to, we talked to a lot of agents and I always say that a lot, but we do. And a lot of agents, I feel like one of the reasons they get out of the business is one, they're not making enough money, mm-hmm. you know, but another reason is it's hard to build wealth as an agent because no one teaches you these things. For sure. Uh, most agents can't even spell P and L. Yeah. Or more, more or less you put one in front of them. They have no idea how to read one. Right. Yeah. You know, I will tell you, and you know, if this if this might be a little triggering for some of y'all listening right here, if this if this is you, please don't take offense. But most agents' cash flow looks like this. You get a commission check. It goes into your personal bank account. You pay some bills. You uh, you know you look at what's left over and you think, ooh, I can finally buy that thing that's been in my Amazon shopping cart. Yep. You buy it. You come in. Uh, and then you look around a week later and you have no more money. Yes. And now you're scrambling for that next transaction. Yeah, exactly. Um, those commission checks go faster than we think. For sure. And without a plan, not only are you not going to have enough money to pay your bills in the next couple of weeks, but you you are never going to be able to retire. For sure. And and I want to add to that the fact that most brokerage models don't benefit from you retiring. Nope. Right? So why would they teach you something like that? Right? Why would why would they teach you to stop giving them money? Yeah. Right? And not that they're greedy, they need money. You got it. You have to, in order to have a you know, be a real estate agent, you got to be with a broker. It just makes sense. It's the business model that exists out there. You've got to be with the broker, or you mm-hmm. got to be the broker. Right. Right. So why would they even help you to gain wealth and talk themselves, train themselves mm-hmm. out of an, out of income from an agent, right? It's just not in their best interest. So when you say, hey, these agents don't know about retirement, I think in a lot of a lot of times it's intentional. Like no one's here to offer you that information. You're gonna have to search for it. Well, right, because as soon as you stop producing transactions, they stop making money off you. Right. Uh, you know, and I think it's a really interesting exercise to take a step back and see who really benefits when you close a transaction and watch that money go up the mm-hmm. up the chain. But anyway, you know, I also think there is a an assumption that because someone is either closing a lot of transactions or might be the broker of your franchise or whatever, that they know about wealth or money. Right. And you'd be surprised how often even someone making three, four, or $500,000 a year is living right up to their income level. Yeah. And their bank account looks very similar to yours, just with maybe an extra zero at the end. 
what what the income coming in, but by the end of the month, it looks they're they're still you know they're still it's almost as broke as you are. Yeah, and we're we're seeing evidence of that right now with the market. Yes, right with production down so low, you mm-hmm. know, and homes not selling, interest rates high. You know, one of our coaches said, "Hey, um, right now we see who's skinny dipping." <laughs> right, <It's> a, <laughs> when the tide runs out, you get to see who's skinny dipping. Yeah, right, and so we're, it's kind of where we're at right now, and, and not everybody is good stewards of their money. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's wise or, or even thinking about down the road. A lot of people are stuck in the right now, mm-hmm. right? Hey, this is what I need right now. This is how things are going right now. They're not worried about five, 10, 15, 20 years from now. Right. And there's a quote that I love. It says, live a life now that others won't live so you can live a life later like they can't live. Yep. You know, and, and I think this is a great topic to talk about doing things differently now so that later on you're set. Like at some point, you know, if, if we're if we're blessed enough, we will reach an age that we should retire. I was just talking to my dad on the way over here. He retires in four months. Mm-hmm. Four months he retires from his job, and uh, I said, "Dad, what are you going to do next?" He says, "Not work." Like <laughs> <laughs> I've been working all my life, and he named all these tough right. jobs he has. Like I'm not going to work, right? Well, he's he's earned that, and us as real estate agents, mm-hmm. like. You know, he, he's retiring from a city job, so he's going to have a pension and healthcare and, and all of the things that come with that. But as, a, as, as entrepreneurs or real estate agents, we don't really have that, mm-hmm. right? So making a plan as soon as you can and building it as time goes by is super important. So I know you're focused a lot on retirement. Mm-hmm. I know your wife is on that too. Yeah. What are you guys doing? So we, we have a plan. And that's what we're here really to talk about today is, is develop your plan. Right. But we have a plan because we're, we are, we are concentrating on multiple streams of income. Absolutely. And multiple streams of income that do not require full-time work. Now, I think that when you hear the phrase passive income, we think that you just literally, you know, I joked at the beginning of this episode, but you just go to a beach, you sit down and you collect money. Yeah. There is no such thing as passive income. I'm sorry to burst that bubble. There are very, very, very few things that require no input from you to produce income. Now there are some, you could write a book maybe, put it on Amazon and never think about it again and just hopefully catch those residuals. But there are very few things like that that require zero input from you. But what I would like to do is structure my my week so that I get to work when I want to work. That right. That's what I really want in retirement. When I say retirement, I'm not going to stop working. I'm, I feel like I'm a little too driven yeah. to just not do anything. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not... My, my goal in life is not to exhaust the Netflix catalog, <laughs> you know? Um, so what we're doing um, specifically is we have some rental properties. We're looking to expand that portfolio. You know, our goal in the next five years is to hit 10 rental properties. And then we're also thinking of ways to maximize each of those properties, the income they can produce. We are with eXp, and yeah, it may be a dirty word for somebody else. We're recruiting agents. Yeah. But I'm looking for agents that I can actually teach, mentor, and and create fantastic agents out of yeah. that will actually produce their own income. Yeah. And good business partners too. Like yeah. think about like if you had another agent that you brought over to the brokerage that was and you and that agent were on the same level. Yes. Like you guys were both like spreadsheet gurus. Right. Right. And and now you had somebody that you could be like, hey, I'm working on this and they could say I'm working on that. And you guys say help each other with spreadsheets and and just all the analytics. Well don't, you know, don't get me too excited in the middle of the podcast. I'm still talking about spreadsheets. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Yeah. It ain't me. That's not me. But man, just imagine that though. Yeah, but right? you're recruiting people that'll push you even, yeah. even, even, fa- even I mean, 
If you, want, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Certainly. I love that quote. And it's just one of those things like, you know, that's, those are the people we want to partner with. I don't want to partner with just anybody. Right. I don't want, just cause it, like, I'm not, I'm not a big franchisee. I just, cause you're breathing doesn't mean I want to recruit you to EXP. Right. I want people that I can work with directly um, that will push me and I can push them and we all grow phenomenally together. together. Anyway, that's another stream of income. Yep. You know, we're looking at possibly creating courses in the future. Yeah. We're looking at a lot of different things, but the main thing is, is that we have a plan. Yeah. You know, and whether certain parts of that plan come to fruition or not, we don't care. We have right. enough things that we're also doing. You know, we have a 401k. I have other investments in the stock market on the side. We're building. Right. Um, and so that's one of the things that, you know, we'll get into a little bit more granular here in a second about how to develop your plan. But I know also that you guys, you and Vanessa have also been very successful. So what are you guys doing? Dude, yeah. So the first thing we did is put a date, you know, put a deadline on it. Mm. So so we know, and it's 55. Yeah. Right. So I just turned 44, so I've got 11 years mm-hmm. um, to set myself up for retirement. And I li- I love that because, one, it's much younger than any age that I could retire at if I was working in a corporate job. Right. You know, when I worked for the railroad, I was going to have to work until I was like 65, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's 10 years earlier, right, than I than I would have had I stayed there. Wait, I, so you're, you're not waiting for Social Security to kick in and no. give you that couple grand a month? No. <laughs> No, man. I mean, grabbing life by the cojones, man, and I'm <laughs> I'm making it happen. It's the only way, right? It's the only way if you want to be proactive. But yeah, so we're one. We we set a date, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the day we want to retire, so we know when it, how much time we have. I think mm-hmm. that's absolutely critical. Also, developing the streams of income, like you mm-hmm. said, right? We want seven streams of income, that's right? Awesome. It, and I heard this uh, part of uh, 10x by Grant Cardone. He talks about not wanting to have debt that somebody else isn't paying. Mm-hmm. And that really stuck with me because I'm like, man, that, that makes sense because not all debt is bad. Right. Right. You have some gurus out there that will say, hey, don't don't incur any debt. Mm-hmm. Like pay everything off, pay cash for everything. Just, just don't have debt. Well, I think that really limits you. And I'm not here to kind of talk about whether that's right or wrong, but everybody's situation is different. But I'm more of the mindset that, hey, I, there is good debt, mm-hmm. right? And if I can have debt that somebody else is paying, i.e. your mortgage on a rental property, just mm-hmm. one example, I think that's good. So one, we have rental properties. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have done fix and flips. I'm looking at partnerships with other folks that are in the construction business to go into land development and uh, construction, stuff like that. Of course, with EXP, you know, something that's been very lucrative for us has been the Stock Awards program. Yep. If y'all are out there listening and you're you're a 25 plus transaction a year agent and you're not with EXP, this is a shameless plug. You need to look at that because that has actually been life changing for us financially. Mm-hmm. Revenue share program, mentorships. We we've developed some courses right. that we haven't really launched yet. Those of you guys are listening, make sure you subscribe to this podcast if you haven't, because we're going to talk about some of these courses and how you can access them. Coming up, just different things. You know, Vanessa's actually an author. Mm-hmm. She's she's written a book that uh, had a series of three. It, it is on Amazon. So I know <laughs> you were joking, man, but it's possible. Yeah. You know, we're, we're definitely collecting some money from from her book, and she's got an amazing skill set, you know, yeah. that, that we can tap into on the administrative side. So all of this, you know, is it takes people, mm-hmm. right? It takes other people involved in what you're doing. You can't do it alone, 
it's having the right partnerships and the right people that are going to, like I said earlier, motivate you, inspire you, push you, help you to drive, see, help you to see things that you may not be seeing, mm-hmm. but just, just the plan, you know, set a date, figure the, figure it out as you go, but be intentional on what you're doing and, and just take risks. You know, you can't get there without taking risks. My goal too, is to be 55 on a beach somewhere, making enough money that I can pay somebody else to run my business. Right. And maybe I check in once a week. Well, think about it this way. Uh, most of your all-inclusive resorts, say down in Cancun or Playa, you know, that little strip on Mexico, 150, 200 bucks a day. Yeah. All, everything paid for. Yeah. $6,000 a month. Dude, I want to, I want to go somewhere you know? super remote, like where there's not a bunch of people. Right. You ever seen those videos of the guys with the sticks and they build pools with sticks? Yes, 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 yes. I so want to do that. You want to build a pool? Of yes, I, I want to do that. I want to watch one of those videos and mimic what they do. Although I think they cheat. I think they do bring in some heavy equipment and Just like cut that out. Yeah, <laughs> and edit it out, and you don't see that. But I want that. I want that little. It looks like a little like a paddle for a canoe or something. You know, and they hack away at the dirt, and, and, yeah. and I just want to do that. Like. Have as much time as I need. You yeah. know, eat food, drink, some drinks, and we're, we're going to get Jeremy about fifty acres of land out here in Texas. And <laughs> not well, here, dude. The ground's too hard. <laughs> and there's no beach. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> get him, get him, get him some sticks. Yeah, get him some sticks and some land. <laughs> Give me some chopsticks. Man, my retirement plan's a little bit different than yours. <laughs> no, you you hit on this, and I want to. You know, the first thing I think before we launch into the you know how to kind of get to your plan. Is your mindset. Yeah. And I think one of the big things, you know, I, I have a, a list of three or four things that the rich think that the, the poor don't. Right. The number one thing, though, is is how they think about risk. Yeah. And the rich, the people that, that have a plan and are, are put investing, and I say rich, you know, with air quotes, but to be in the top 1% of Americans, you only need $11 million. I say only because that's very achievable yes. in today's world. Um, now a lot of you are going to laugh when I said that, but honestly, it's because I have a mindset of abundance. I'll be there. Right. hundred yep. percent. I mean, may it take me 10, 15 years? Sure. But I'll be there. Yeah. But the th- deal is, is, is when you think about risk, you have to think about calculated risk. Most of us are chained to loss aversion, mm-hmm. meaning that you are twice as likely to avoid a loss than to take a chance on a gain. Yeah. So when you think about that, that means if, you know, go back to our, our last podcast episode, you're thinking about a brokerage, you are twice as likely to go to a broker who will save you money than to take a chance on a broker that will make you more. Yep. So you are, I mean, you can't save your way into wealth. You cannot. You just 100%, you have to earn your way into wealth. And the only way to do that is through investing. Yep. You can invest in businesses, you can invest in the stock market. You can invest in a lot of different areas, but you have to invest and multiply your, let your money work for you in some way, shape or form. You know, it's interesting. I heard this the other day, the number one predictor stat in the NFL of a team that will get into the playoffs and actually get to the conference championships is their red zone percentage. Really? How well do they score when it, when it matters? Yeah. Everyone says defense wins championships. It doesn't actually. Yeah. Your red zone percentage is a much better predictor of whether you'll win a championship or not. Wow. Than that. So just another little cool little stat there because I'm full of them to help you (laughs) hopefully realize like you can't save your way into wealth. You have to earn it. Yeah. And, you know, and just having a high income also doesn't get you there. There's a lot of 
doctors and lawyers and people that we think of that have these big high salaries that are not wealthy people. Now they're risk averse. They're very risk averse. Yeah. They don't invest. Yeah. And they're stacking it. And anyway, so as we get into this plan, just think about those those couple of things because, you know, when you talk to a lot of people and they're afraid to take any risk, well, what's the chance of loss versus the chance of gain? Yeah. And if it is an outsized gain, meaning like if I took that chance 10 times and all I had to do is pay off once for me to make all my money back and more, yeah. I take that risk every single time. Absolutely. And then with those real estate agents, it's like, we first learn how to sell real estate, mm-hmm. right? How to sell real estate, how to build a book of business, how to do it consistently over a period of time. And so let's just say that, you know, you've been in real estate for three or four years and you've, you've built up a, a bank account where you can now go out and, mm-hmm. and spend some of that money, take some risk on some investment opportunities. And I know this is going to sound like I'm downplaying money. Mm-hmm. I'm not, right? Trust me, I come from very humble beginnings. But what happens if you make a bad investment and you lose your money well you just go out there and do what you did again to recuperate it Mm -hmm. right and now you've learned a bunch of stuff right you know what not to do you've had some experiences in this thing and yeah it cost you a bunch of money Mm -hmm. and and maybe if you could do it again you would have done some things differently but the risk versus the reward in most things especially real estate the risk is much lower than the reward if you're smart. And I'm not saying to go out there and just jump on every deal. Right. There's, I mean, if you're buying wholesale properties and you're buying at top of the market and then you <laughs> got to put 50 grand in it to flip it. Right. Not a smart thing, right? right. You, you made a bad decision and you may, you may do that. You, you may make some bad decisions and, and lose some money, but it's just money. Right. You know, go out there and hustle harder, mm-hmm. right? You, you've, you already know that you know how to make it. Right, so now go out there, hustle hard. There, there was a guy when I was in high school that ended up giving my first job, or one of my first jobs, and he actually gave me a truck when I graduated from high school. It was his son's truck. He bought a new truck. Him, his son and I graduated that same year. So he bought a new truck, gave his son his truck, and gave me his son's truck, which mm-hmm. I thought was freaking awesome. Well, this guy had this epic landscape company. Mm-hmm. He was multi multi-millionaire had like a freaking 25 foot fishing boat he would take me out on the ocean and like went hunting on on safaris in Mm -hmm. africa like the dude was super super wealthy but he started that thing with one truck as Mm -hmm. a teenager by himself yeah mowing lawns and he built that business up to a whole fleet of trucks and i mean they had contracts for like malls Mm-hmm. malls and apartment complexes and yeah. condos like his company was the one who did all that stuff you know right. and so all that to say like he took a risk as a young kid right he was consistent with it went out there and, and put in the work and, and built up a big business and we see that a lot in real estate where we have that opportunity to do it but where people go wrong like you mentioned earlier is that they just sit on that money they don't want to take any risks with it right. because they're scared of the of the loss and the loss can be real but if you make calculated risks chances are you're going to win, especially if it's real estate. Yeah. Dude, that's fantastic. Because as we know, like investing in a business, especially when you run it yourself, that's one of the fastest ways to grow wealth. Right. So now I want to get into your plan. How do you actually build wealth? Well, I think step one, it's going to sound really freaking obvious, but spend less than you make. Right. And this is going to require the, the worst B word out there, budgeting. Budgeting. You need to set a budget for what you're going to spend. Now, 
There's a couple really great books out there. Um, I will leave them in the show notes, things that I recommend that I use that will help you create those budgets and and spend less than you make and allocate some of that towards if you have a ton of debt, you got to pay that off and you got to start investing. Right. Because like Jeremy said, there's good debt, but there's also bad debt. Right. You can't get you can't be spending everything on credit cards and other auto loans and still build wealth. Certainly. Certainly. And then the next one I would say is, um, as I mentioned earlier, set a date. Mm-hmm. Right. Every journey needs a destination. Right. Now you're on a journey. Yeah. Right. You're on a retirement journey. You want to make sure that you're set up appropriately for that. Right. Mm-hmm. So set a date and, and commit to it. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. If you don't have the date, how do you even know how much per year you even need? Yeah, you don't. Next part of this is I would say you need to start learning. If you have if you're one of the people like I was when I first started this journey that had zero idea on how to actually invest in anything, start picking up some books. You need to learn. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a ton out there. Just pick one up and start learning about something because you should only invest in things you understand. Yes. Like Jeremy's example earlier, if you are trying to flip houses, but you don't understand the numbers behind flipping houses, you don't understand holding costs, you don't understand ARV or or any of the, or the, the financing options or how to exit that property. If you didn't understand some of those words I just said, don't flip houses. Right. You know. So anyway, there's a lot of great information about whether no matter which vehicle you want to use to to invest in stocks and bonds or real estate or businesses or whatever, learn about it. Yeah. Learn about the topic before you so you can make a calculated risk. Right. Calculated risk means you understand the risk. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And I would, I would say, too, on top of that is, is seek wise counsel. Yes. Right? Get mentorship. Mm-hmm. Even if that means that on your first few investments you make less mm-hmm. because your your mentor was involved or you JV'd with somebody or whatever, like seek that wise counsel so that you can tap into the experience of somebody else. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. Like, I know a lot of us are stubborn and we have to learn our own way, right? I hear that all the time. It's such bullshit. But a lot of us want to learn from our own mistakes, mm-hmm. right? And, and that can be very expensive. So as you're planning for retirement, which is a serious thing, like if you're committed to it, you should take that seriously. Go align with people that are further along in whatever field that you want to be investing in. Tap into their knowledge, learn from their mistakes, and, and let them in on some deals so that you can shadow them and learn from them. That's fantastic advice. So once you get to this point, you should hopefully have a budget. You know, you are investing. This is the time when you can really start stepping up your income. I think earning more income is, the, is one of the other, we both mentioned multiple streams of income. So if you love your job and you're not going to switch, try to get promoted. Right. You know, work harder if you can or do more and get promoted. Or if you love just right where you're at, Figure out a way to generate multiple streams of income based on on skills you have, maybe some specialized knowledge, something to bring in more because the the more income you have, the, f- the more you can invest that you accelerate how fast you're going to build wealth in your investments. Right. Absolutely. So what you're really building here is more of a, of a self, self-replicating machine. You earn more money, you invest more in the machine, it gets bigger. Yeah. It generates more income. And it just builds on itself, and that snowball, that that compound interest or that snowball effect is what you really want. Most people don't realize this. Warren Buffett didn't get to his level of wealth until like the last five or ten years of his investing. Mm. That's when it exploded because that's when the compound interest and all of that really built up, and then boom, obviously, then he's one of the wealthiest men in the world. Right. So what you're trying to do is build that machine up in the beginning and then keep reinvesting in it, and eventually – 
you don't have to put anything into it. it. It's it's generating its own income and it's building itself, and you're just lucky enough to ride the wave. Right, love that. And lastly, I'll the last input for me is know that you're doing this for you. Like you're taking a bet on yourself, and it's going to take hard work and it's going to take sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't think this is going to be easy. At no point will this be easy, but at the end of the day, it will be worth it. Yeah. Right. So take risks on yourself. You know, you are the one responsible for the success or the failure, right? Own that. If you do your research, if you set your timeframes, if you partner with the right people, if you make calculated risks, chances are you're going to come out on top, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be uncomfortable, right? So that may mean that you have to pick up an extra job, work longer hours so that you can get this capital. But remember, it's for a short period of time, mm-hmm. right? It's not for the long run. It is for a period of time to allow you to build up this capital so that you can make this investment and change your life, your family's life, your wealth situation. There's just so many benefits to doing this. And more millionaires are created every single year through real estate than any other way. Yep. So obviously we're real estate agents. We believe in this product. And if you I mean, most of y'all listening are real estate agents too. So start there. You know, there's all kinds of things you can get into. You can get into apartment complexes. uh, You can get into land development. You can get into commercial. There's so many different things that we can do in real estate. But start here. You already know it. Mm -hmm. You're already comfortable. You have insider information, right? Mm -hmm. You can go door knocking in a neighborhood and and get the deals that a wholesaler is looking for. Right. Right. And, And you can wholesale. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if you need to, in most cases, I know you can here in Texas. So <laughs> there's limitless opportunities out there. You've just got to be bold enough and confident enough and determined enough to go out there and get it. And you can succeed. The odds, you may feel like the odds are against you, but you can go out there. You can succeed against the odds. You know, yeah, you may feel that way, but you're already an agent. It's a shame when you see so many agents that have no plan at all when they are in real estate, which, like you said, creates more millionaires in America every year than any other form of investing. Absolutely. And so, you, you make yourself more valuable, too. Mm, more valuable. 100%. When you when you know what it is to buy and sell and you've been through that stress, like mm-hmm. you can relate to your clients better. You you become now a trusted resource for other investors. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing but wins will come out of it. If you guys have questions, you need any guidance, you need a spreadsheet. Reach out to us and we will get you hooked up. This is the How to Real Estate Podcast with Kyle Lindsay and myself, Jeremy Smith. We appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget to hit the bell, get notifications when we post more content, subscribe to the channel, follow us on social media, and share with your real estate friends. And folks, we are out. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.